0: I live in San Francisco Bay Area, Joe lives in LA. Uh, Each week we call one another and we just catch up.
1: (laughs) That is the worst joke I've
0: ever made. Sit on this crucifix (laughs) and you're like, oh my gosh, (laughs) this. Ow!
1: Yeah, I went there, Mike. I went there, motherfucker.
0: Hey, Joey. Hi, Mike. Hey, Joey. Joey. Hi, Hi, Mike. Mike. No one would
1: ever go to this many sex sounding gay bars. (laughs) Down on a spiral
0: staircase. With a dancing monkey? Seriously. (laughs) Did you buy dog Viagra? Joey, it was nice catching up with you. Go to hell, Mike. Hey, Joe. So no
1: one told you I was. Let's start the show this way, Joe lives in SoCal, you're in San Francisco Bay, remember you were fired from the day night guys, then you started your own boring show, that's called what some would call I, but I'll catch up with you, you like men from Singapore, I'll catch.
0: catch up with me too. Hello, Joe. Joe, hello. Your mic is totally not on, which I, it's cool. You don't have to fix that. Try now.
1: Uh, OK, here we go. Now I'm on. Uh, I had no idea you did that. Yes, that's, that's fact, thus the first line of the song.
0: I can't think of it. Um, my, hey, everybody. My name's Mike, that's Joe. I live in the San Francisco Bay Area. Joe lives in L.A. We've been friends for over a decade, and each week we just call one another, and we catch up. Sometimes we do it also live in Vegas with people staring at us. (laughs) So,
1: here we go. Yes, we do, Mike. Joe, tell me, how are you? We catch up with each other once a
0: week. Are there other audio secrets that you have? Kept for me?
1: I don't know. You'll have to find out. That's what the, that's what the magic is. I don't like looking at you. I don't, that's it's what the weird. magic is. Of, I'm looking at that exit sign uh, of catching up. That's what the magic is.
0: Um, I literally asked you earlier this afternoon if you had audio stuff that you were giving them or if I was... Well, I wasn't going to tell you. That
1: spoil the surprise of my wonderful theme song that I wrote.
0: I guess so. How have you been? It's been a little bit of time since we've yes, caught up. Yes, it's been exactly
1: five minutes mm-hmm. since you and I have seen each other all weekend. But, you know, but here's the weird thing. Here's the weird thing is we have intentionally kept stories from each Uh, other. Have we? We have. Uh, I have. Have Have you kept any stories from me? No. Oh. I've intentionally kept stories from you. But as we all know and people here in Las Vegas know, I had a little bit of a tough time getting to Las Vegas.
0: Tell us about it. I didn't believe this story when it was happening. Recap, Joe hates flying. Specifically, he said that he has this fear that he's not going to fit into an airplane seat
1: yeah mike this fear was the tipping point that made me go to the gym um yeah go ahead keep, go ahead, keep talking there's another show going on yeah. over here. <laughs> um it, it's the tipping point that made me go to the gym and start eating right because my biggest fear is that i was going to get on the airplane and they were going to be like uh you need to buy an extra seat or you need the seatbelt extender wasn't that big of a deal to me but I was really concerned about buying an extra seat so I lost I don't know if anybody knows this in since August when I realized it was going to be a real thing I've actually lost 20 pounds thank you thank you so I was really excited well not excited I was I was anticipating what was going to happen on the airplane and as literally bags are packed I'm ready to go and I'm walking out the door and I get a text on my JetBlue app, a notification saying that the flight was canceled. And I tell Mike this, and of course, Mike's first reaction is to not
0: believe me. Is this true? (laughs) I immediately Googled it, yeah. (laughs) And it turns out that there was some sort of crash landing at at the Long Beach Airport, or not crash landing, emergency landing, so they canceled all flights for the day or for the afternoon. And so how'd you get here? What'd you Well, do?
1: what was so funny was even a few days before, cause I was still a little nervous on JetBlue, you can buy something called even more mm-hmm. seats or something like that. And I paid extra money to have more room, more leg room. I could check in a bag. I was like really, I was anticipating this flight canceled. And so they refunded my money and then I rushed over to Enterprise Rent-A-Car to rent a car. And let me tell you something. I walked in and there's one Middle Eastern woman. And I go and I go, Yeah, I want to rent a car. And she's like, <coughs> Here's the thing I didn't know if she was speaking her language because I look kind of Middle Eastern. I look kind of Middle Eastern, so I didn't know if she was talking to me in her native language or if she was coughing. Turns out she was really coughing. She had a coughing fit. And it took her 10 minutes to tell me <laughs> they had no cars. It took her 10 minutes to tell me they had no car, so I'm like, fuck, I'm not, and she was like, oh, do you, do you have some, sort?" this could I, be a
0: comprehension issue too, right? Like maybe she was speaking fine and it's on you.
1: No, she was coughing, she couldn't breathe. Mm-hmm. But here's the other thing too, because so, the uh, JetBlue contacted me and they said, we can get you out of here, but it's not gonna be until Friday at like 9 p.m., okay? Do we need to talk about how the woman at Enterprise was like, oh, so, oh, do you have an emergency in Las Vegas? I was like, yes. Toppy Smelly is expecting me at the pizza party in four hours. (laughs) And she's like, well, we have no car. Luckily, I'm not even joking, this woman, a woman, a random woman, walks in and goes, I'm bringing a car. She brought a car back right when I was there and I got that car. That's how I got out of L.A. I, I rented that car immediately and, um, I drove over to Los Angeles. Um, Las Vegas.
0: I was kind of surprised to see you when I saw you. I was thinking you would be in much later, but I feel like you got here pretty much the same amount of time that you would have with a flight.
1: That you know, that's the lesson I kind of learned when I come to Future Pride Forty Eight conventions. I'm just gonna rent a car because, oh, that's the weird thing too, because you would think, Joe, just take your own fucking car. Do we need to talk about how that morning I took my car to the airport to the mechanic? What did he take was, it? And he was like. He was like, do you need it today? And I go, keep it, my man. I'm gone till Tuesday.
0: Oh, so you brought your car? I didn't know that. Yeah, I needed some work done on my car. Would your car have made it here and back?
1: Yeah, if my car would have made it here and back. I, I wasn't driving to Maine. I was driving to Las Vegas. So uh, I had taken it to the mechanic that morning to keep over the weekend. So I rented the car. They're doing an ep. Joey Hacker and Adam Burns right now are performing their own episode of Catching Up over at the engineering booth. We, we can hear like, it for hearing. some reason.
2: Shut oh, head. do you hear us? Oh,
3: the mic's on. Yeah. Shit.
1: <laughs> so anyway, uh, so I rented the car, I came over here, but you know, Mike, here's the thing, is I have a history with bad plane fiascos. Like, one time I had to fly to Hawaii for the Princeton Review. Do we need talk about, um, I missed the flight because a man jumped off the bridge? What do you mean? On the, fr- on the freeway, on the way over there, a man jumped off a bridge and I was stuck, I was in, uh, stuck in traffic the entire time. I missed the flight. Then one time I was actually detained on an airplane, do you know that? No. Yeah, I think I am gonna look at you. I was detained on an airplane. I was in Hawaii and I bought a cigarette lighter that looked like a gun. Clearly this is pre 9 11 I bought a cigarette lighter that looked like a gun and so I had the LAX security had to come escort me off the plane. And then one time I was flying down from San Francisco And there was really bad turbulence, and I was freaking out because, you know, I hate to fly. And an old black woman kept telling me that Jesus was carrying the plane. And so I do not have good luck with airplanes, and that's why I think in the future I will be driving to Las Vegas. But that was getting here to Las Vegas was a drama, but I made it here in time for the wonderful pizza party. It was a good time. I had a good time. I got to see all of you. Mike, what's going on in your life?
0: Um, I'm in Vegas. That's, I mean, I don't have a lot of new things to talk about except for stuff that's happened this week already. Um, I did do a live episode of What Someone Call Lies uh, earlier this week. Oh, my God. I know. I remember. And um, I, I was kind of nervous beforehand because I thought, like, it's kind of different format than a lot of this, like, back and forth stuff and being up here alone and all of that. And to make matters worse, I, about an hour before I'm about to come up here... I'm sitting in the back of the room here and Joey Boohecker walks up and he like waves me over and he's like, just so you know, like the, the crowd is kind of like low energy. And by the way, I've been preparing for like three months for all of the stuff that I was gonna do for this hour. And he's like, it might be... <laughs> and he was like, it might be a good idea if you changed it up and added some energy or something. I was like, I'm supposed to dance all of a sudden? I didn't know. He did, he's gonna say no. And then about 10 minutes after that, um, I'm getting ready to come up here, and Joe Batanz comes up to me, and he's like, you're really nervous, right? You should be nervous. Like, totally mind... The two Joey's in my life, totally mind-fucking, but it went it went pretty well. Um, other people making me nervous, by the way. I walked up here five minutes ago. I'm not gonna say the name, but it does rhyme with Grian Gregory. He was like... <laughs> I'm about, like, two feet away from him, and he leans over to Nan, and he's like, Mike's pants never... What did, never accentuate his butt properly. I was like, what a mind fuck. Is there what a proper accentuation for your butt? Yeah, everyone has a good accentuation for their butt. Even people with like, the flattest ass can buy proper pants. Well, I'm pants. fat,
1: so I'm looking for things to decentuate. Wait, what happened? Look at Fatty's ass.
0: You, you, everyone with everyone's ass can find the right pants. That's all I'm saying.
1: For the record, Big I Fatty, so. who was a podcaster, asked us
0: to look at his ass everyone's ass can find a right pair of pants. I'm gonna stick with that. Okay. Um, so that's kind of um, just meeting people, um, enjoying my times, hanging out with people that I haven't seen in a year. Or um, it's been pretty great. Meeting John Ung for the first time was really awesome. Marcus and um, Sean from Go Big Go Home in Tucson was cool. Oh, it was, it's been a really great week.
1: I need to tell you something, guys. Some people have heard this story, and you, I've been intentionally saving this story from you. So anyway, the way, for people at home, the way Pride 48 works is there is a broadcasting suite. We're lucky enough to get a big studio to broadcast from, and people come in and out of the suite as the day goes on to see various shows. So one, the other day, I'm leaving the broadcast studio. I'm going to go take a walk. I'm going to get something to drink. I don't know what. Mike, I'm going to tell you something. This Adam Burns, I'm walking out of the studio. He goes, uh, are you coming back? And I go, yeah, I'm coming back. He goes, he gets me, he gives me some money. And he goes, uh, uh, do you think you can get me a diet Mountain Dew? I'm like, yeah, no problem, you wanna come with me? And he goes, uh, I, I can't. This is, by the way, this is on Friday, during, or after the pink carpet, so he's wearing like a pink bow tie and a, and a vest. And he goes, uh, <laughs> I'm afraid if I go outside, people are going to think I'm part of the thunder from down under. Shut up. Wait, okay. Shut what, up, right what part, now. <laughs> what part of that story is a lie?
3: I didn't say I thought I looked like somebody from thunder. From I never down said under. you said that. I said that I thought they would think that I was trying to look like someone uh-huh, right. from Thunder. Right. People Earth. are thinking
1: that. People are thinking that, Adam.
3: Because I'm wearing a vest with no shirt underneath Uh-huh. It.
1: People I look at you and they think, wow, that must be a really ripped, tanned, muscular dude from Australia.
3: I. But again, see, you This is how you do. This is how you do, Joe.
1: Story
0: of my life, Adam.
3: You twist things. I'm not
1: twisting it. Tell me what what, what. what did I say? I.
3: I. And you made a face at me and yes. died out laughing. Yes. Uh huh. And even after that, I said, No, Joe. Uh-huh. I'm not saying I think I look like somebody from. Bunny sure. From sure. I'm saying my outfit.
1: But even looks that's like coming something
3: they might wear. That's
1: coming from a place still that everybody walking around is looking at you and thinking about where you come from. Do you, do you see the people who are out there? Do you see the people who are in the casino? Joey Boohecker wants to say something. So Joey Boohecker like, from Cocktails and Cream Cups. Give it up for everybody for Joey Boohecker from
4: Cocktails and Cream Cups everybody. 20 minutes what of content right here. So <laughs> if Joe Batance or I were wearing that same outfit, <laughs> would you say that we run at the same risk? Because they're like, oh, they're clearly cast yeah. members of Thunder yeah. from Down they Under. They must be clearly, from yeah. Actually, that's our outfit next yeah. year for the pink car uh-huh. Absolutely, I, I, I always, would be
3: crocodile sure. Dundee. Look, that would I, be my name. I always look at both of you and think, man, they should tr- audition for Thunder. For well, Black. yeah, because we're both I shaped mean, like is,
1: melons, so no wonder you're thinking that.
3: <laughs> anyway, all I'm going to say is you're twisting my words. That's it. Mm-hmm. As everyone knows, I. Do not seek any sort of attention. Yeah, right. Or mm-hmm. think anything. Right. We all know that.
1: The sort. At the underwear party, you walked around nude for thirty minutes.
3: Oh, you weren't even there. Whatever. Girl, I
1: heard. Well, I heard about the National P forty eight Enquirer. <laughs> <laughs> it, it went through. Um, here's the other thing too. Is so last night we were having a good time, uh, and we've told Blind Guy Jay this, but we were having a good time in the suite, just sort of chatting. We were all. <laughs> There were these couches, and it's myself, Joey, Donna. We're all hanging out. Um, Rick Gillette was there. We were just chilling, you know, hanging out. Blind so he, Guy Jay was there. Blind Guy Jay was there, but lying on the carpet.
0: No, what well, it, well, it was weird is it started very normally. He kind of crouched next to us, and then at one point he kind of laid down, and we're like, dude, Jay, you're like laying Behind a table, so basically his face was right into a table, and we're like, "Come over, join us."
1: And he'd have a conversation, but it would be like essentially, if there was a table right here, he was just like, "Yeah, you guys are totally right. Uh, <laughs> I'm thinking that you know this and this and thing gonna happen." And we tried to tell him, but it was so funny. He knew, so it wasn't like we were making fun of him. But Jay, you knew you were you were, you were speaking into a couch.
0: <laughs> he was comfortable though. He, he was comfortable. Something else that happened last night: there was the high roller um, wheel of death uh, extravaganza. And so a group of people, I, I think it was like almost 30 people went to this not a Ferris Wheel attraction uh, here in Vegas and Joe was thinking about going, he was very back and forth, there were extras, there was some space available for extras, um, meanwhile I just wanted to like hide in bed, I was so tired. Uh, but. Um, we're sitting in the suite, and the suite has a beautiful view. You can see like New yeah. York, New York, and like out into the city. You can the see distance. the entire strip. And we're sitting there, and all of a sudden, we see some lightning. And Joe looks at me, and is like, well, I'm not going. <laughs> so that was done. But then w- at, different people are kind of commenting on the lightning. And then all of a sudden, Taylor from um, Pod is My Co-Pilot, he says like <laughs> his tone just got really weird, and we didn't really understand what was happening um, very seriously. Co- kind of loud. He was like, just so you guys know, Bubba Loo is, uh, is not so sure he wants to go on the fair as And so everyone knew in the room that we weren't allowed to mention the lightning. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> nobody's mentioning the lightning, but we're seeing it kind of flash. But it's also like the Vegas Strip, so those lights could be anything. Um, but Joe, of course, can't handle it. So all of a sudden, Joe's like, Bubba Lou, you're going to love it. It's so big. And um, it's going to be shocking how big it is. <laughs> at one point, he's singing Grease Lightning from yeah. Greece. <laughs> so we did, we did this song and dance, literally at times, for probably 40 minutes. And then the crowd gets up to leave to go to the Ferris wheel, and somebody walks in. I don't even know who it was that walked in. Who was it? Donna Sugars. Donna Sugars walks in and is like, girl, have you seen the lightning outside? <laughs> and we're like, oh. Just ruined all of that. But. Yeah, like,
1: like, uh, we need to go on this Ferris wheel so we can have an amazing view of Vegas. Meanwhile, we're in the presidential suite of <laughs> yes. the luxurious Excalibur <laughs> Hotel and Casino, and there's a just killer
0: view. of We're the on entire, the 28th floor. On we the have a 28th floor. Pretty good view. Open bar. Open bar. Good company. Good company. And you guys are gonna go get in a bus. Yeah. For a, a good view of Vegas. They should have just given us thirty-five dollars each. <laughs>
1: And we would have just pretended the, mo- the show was moving. I would have gotten um, a hand buzzer, and they could have pretended they were in the Ferris wheel, and that that joke didn't, that joke didn't fly. But let me tell you something. Edit so it we out. went. <laughs> edit that joke
5: out. But please, but hold on, hold on, hold on, hold
0: on. If Who? you if you didn't go oh, God, on the here we uh, go. the extravagance uh-huh, the, high right. the extravagance voice of Gay God, with talking. forty
5: of I'm the most awesome, wonderful
4: people in the
0: history of the universe.
1: All mm-hmm. right.
4: Yeah. You wouldn't know how to sing the meow meow song. So I heard about it. Yeah. No, you have not We're good.
1: So anyway. Uh, do we need to talk about, Mike, you didn't go on this dim sum thing today with John Ong and DeBell.
0: Tell me. By the way, before you start, Joey, 10 minutes ago, told me, well, maybe a few more than 10 minutes, but you told me that out of that you are so glad that John Ong is in your life now. You called him one of the funniest people you've ever met. I
1: love John Ong. I love DeBell. They were amazing. I loved going to dim sum with them. It was so good. I might start listening to their show. <laughs>
0: That's how much I like that. <laughs> he won't. He won't. For some of the people in the middle of the country, what is dim sum? I don't know. But <laughs> let me tell you, <laughs> it was good.
1: But let me tell you this. So this. Let me, let me tell you this. This Joey Boohecker, he's like I am an adventurous eater. I Did Joey eat, Boohecker go? With oh, Joey Boohecker went. Oh, oh yeah. Oh yeah. He went. He goes. Uh, he goes. I'm an adventurous eater. I, lo- I love this stuff, right? Mike, every dish I came out, he was like, it started with, as an Italian. Everything started with, as an Italian, I eat this all the time, but I'm not going to eat this. He ate nothing. He had some rice and uh, a fortune cookie, and that was it.
4: <laughs> the only thing I did not eat was the tripe uh-huh. and the chicken foot. Yeah. I ate everything else, but you couldn't see because this motion was going <laughs> in front of you. <laughs> hey.
0: In the chat room, he's shoveling. Uh, mm, Joey's mm, miming. That's great. Oh, shoveling The food, yeah,
4: food sure. was so I'll good.
1: Yeah, this this mm-hmm, dim sum mm-hmm. was so good. And, Mike, you would have had the biggest boner. Oh, yeah. John Ong was speaking in Chinese, which, by the way, Chinese, like uh, Arabic, always sounds like they're yelling at the person. Yeah. He would be like, no, oh, no, no, no. And he had, I just said, give me some rice, you know? And he was yelling at these people and getting us the most delicious dishes. I love this dim sum. It was so good. But Joe, yeah, he kept telling us, like, as an Italian, I eat tripe. <laughs> and I'm... Not, uh, you know who did eat everything was this Joe Z. You know this Joe Zubia? Yeah. So for those of you listening at home, Joe Zubia is a listener who... Um, hit, uh, is uh, join us for Pride 48. He's been sort of the big hit,
0: you know? He's from Austin, Texas.
1: He's from Austin, Texas, and everyone sort of loved him. He's very cute, which, by the way, um, a little bit of inside information here. If it turns out, and I don't want this to happen, but if it turns out that Joe Zubia is murdered in his hotel room... How dare you! Oh, is he here? Oh, oh. We, as, Mike and I, as Mike and I were walking over here, we saw Faye Driver. Faye came, Driver's right here. I know, he carrying him Bible. by the <laughs> arm. Okay, he's going to tell us what happened. Because <laughs> Zubia was like, I'm not going to miss your show for the world. And then Faye was carrying him to the hotel room. What happened?
6: As you know, yes? uh, I provide the shuttle service <laughs> for uh, Pride 48. Yes. Joe Zubia was a little bit out of, uh, well, under, shall we say, under the influence of... He was overserved. Yes, thank you, thank you.
0: Through no fault of his own, he was overserved. Yes. So yes. I trust you, Fay. I
6: was making a joke. Fortunately, I was able to provide uh, the special service that the Pride 48 shuttle yes. provides. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And I serviced Joe Zubia. I bet you did. He gave as, him a ride. That's precisely right. Yeah. So he'll be back. He'll <laughs> I'm be sure back he shortly. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bow-legged. He just needs to recover.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I will say one of my favorite moments was, you know, there is a drop cam here in the studio and I can't remember which show it was during, but somebody wrote, um, there was a weird moment because uh, Wes Stone was, uh, yeah, girl, yeah, you're going to go do your thing. I'm talking about you right now. <laughs> Wes went to go do his interview and now I'm going to talk about him. This Wes Stone, who's the other, well, Pride 48 hottie, they were sitting roughly both of them behind RT Cruiser and I can't remember which show it was during, but somebody was writing in the chat room, who's the hot guy behind RT Cruiser? And both of them were pretending not to look, but there was this war about whether it was Wes or Joe. Do we ever figure out who it was, Daniel?
0: I believe it was a tie, <laughs> I, I said diplomatically.
1: Okay. Yeah, but they, but they were both staring straight ahead, pretending not to acknowledge the chat room. But I was like, oh, I wonder who that person was talking about. Do you have any thoughts on that, Mike Lawson? None, none at all. Okay, very good.
0: Um, hey, we're going to go into some news stories now. What, um, really? Right now? In a minute. And kind of what we do is uh, usually Joe will tell me a news story from L.A. and I'll do one from the San Francisco area. Um, if And then we kind of... See if we our opinions differ or if they're the same. If any of you guys have an opinion that you'd like to share with us, uh, there are two Wait, microphones. Has on the I, I have an opinion. Yes. Oh, we haven't. F- done I'm it sorry
6: to story. interrupt, but no, I, go just, ahead. I would just like to indicate to uh, people who are not able to see, who are not joining us in uh, the studio. Sure. I'm wearing a priest's collar yeah. and a crucifix.
0: Yes. Because.
6: And a holy Bible. Uh huh. Because I'm an avid listener of c- catching up podcast. Sure. Mm-hmm. And I know that Joe Zubia has a thing for priests.
0: Joe Zubia or Joe Batanz? I, I, beg, your, I beg your pardon.
6: <laughs> I, I just have <laughs> yeah, yeah, I beg, I a little mind, Freudian yeah. slip there. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit of a Freudian slip. I, I apologize. <laughs> I know Joe Batanz has a thing for um, priests and what have you. Uh-huh. So I want to remind you that the... Uh, the job of the Pride Forty Eight shuttle is to uh, well, really, I'm the Mr. Rourke of the
1: Pride Forty Eight yeah, uh, collective. Oddly, I don't get that. Joey Buhecker is the tattoo, so <laughs> it all works. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, it <can>. all. <laughs>
6: So it is my job to <laughs> fulfill your fantasies, so oh, wow. I just want well, I you I like to know, Joe, Oh,
1: shit. Here it comes. Oh, my girl. My holy Bible. The
6: library is officially <laughs> to open. To
4: Plane. To Plane.
6: <laughs> and I have a crucifix that you can sit on.
1: <laughs> oh,
0: wow.
1: Look at that. I'm excited. Look at that right? So Do you have more
0: personal stories you want to talk
1: about? Um, well, but we did a taco tour. You know, it, it's sad when you're doing a podcast is I was – as, even though I was organizing this taco tour, I was hoping for some sort of drama or disaster, but it went <laughs> swimmingly well. Mike, do you have any stories from the taco the tour? The taco tour was
0: really good. If you're in Vegas and you didn't get to join us on the taco tour, I think ideally next year it wouldn't overlap with shows, because I think that was one of the the hardest thing, is that if you wanted to join us, you had to decide not to be here to see shows, um, and that was a little bit weird, because I, I, mean, I wanted to be here for everything. Um, but it was good. We went to only three places. We were going to go to four, but we ended up cutting out the last one for time, but also just because all of the three that we went to were really good. So I spent, I think I spent six bucks on food, maybe. Yeah, it,
1: tacos are pretty cheap. I'm, so. I'm a big proponent that tacos shouldn't be more than two or three dollars.
0: And they were all delicious. I had, um, what's the pork that I had called?
1: Um, Al Pastor.
0: I had two Al Pastor tacos and a carne asada taco. And
1: That's a pretty standard way to go. But yeah, I was wishing for more drama, but there really wasn't more drama. Let's go to News Mike. What is going on in the Bay Area?
0: Well, I have this one story that I pulled up, and I was curious what you would think about it specifically. Um, you heard about the iPhone releasing their new one, right? Yes. That's a story that has been done. Um, but in San Francisco, when people were lining up to get their new iPhones, uh, the banking giant Chase, mm-hmm. heard of them as well. Sure. They Jeez. started a, a campaign using hashtag feed the line. And they were doing specifically in San Francisco. That's where I got this story. Maybe they did other places. But they were basically bringing food to the people that were waiting in line for many hours. Yeah, and, yeah. The, and it's San Francisco. So the outroar was, I mean, the people probably ate the food. But then there was a lot of pushback about uh, maybe instead of feeding the guys that are buying their new iDevices, you could feed the guys that have been sleeping on that sidewalk and were pushed aside by that line a few hours later. What are your thoughts, Joey?
1: I have a few thoughts, actually. One. Can anybody else who
0: has thoughts. Yeah, um, yeah, there's yeah. two mics.
1: Wait, I'm finished. One, how, I don't understand this as someone who's bought Apple products in the past. How is anybody standing in line nowadays? You, you know you can just buy it online and it comes to your door. You don't have to you don't have to stand in line. I don't understand the standing in line thing.
0: Is it that but, they waited too long? Yeah, I'm but, not a but first here's the thing, but me.
1: here's the thing, I get that. But then you're saying, Well, who stands in line for X number of hours? A super fan. So you're thinking, Oh, a super fan would then order it online. I don't understand the logic. John Ong, who is Asian by the way, and now standing with his legs spread apart and heels, wants to add something. No, I'm John Ong, before you disagree with me, remember I told you I loved you before the show. Go
0: ahead. I love you too, but. <laughs> <laughs> but. No, no, I'm just going to explain sure. why people stand in line. Okay. Number one, it's the thrill, but recently. Of standing in line? <laughs> no, it's, it's, like, it's like it's a whole event. You get there and you camp with people and you wait for the moment. The door opens and you go in and you look at the iPhone. Ah, but. This time around, they, you can order it online. So if you're smart like me, I would. So I did that. But there are people who couldn't make it, but they reserve a certain stock just for people in store that morning. That's why people said. So if they didn't reserve one online in time, then they could they stu- still have correct. one in the store. That's right. Small amount, but yes, that makes sense. Does to that me. make sense? I'm Asian, thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> are, you ado- are you adopting a new iPhone anytime soon?
1: It, my iPhone is waiting for me already. It, it was it's delivered Friday. Okay. Was, my iPhone is delivered Friday. Okay. D- Show of hands, how
0: up. many of you in here are getting the new iPhone already? You already know you have it. Oh, far fewer him. than I thought. John Ong was Pride 48
1: because he wanted to get his phone. Toppy Smelly just said that John Ong was late to Pride 48 because he wanted to get his phone. Do you have the iPhone 6, John Ong?
0: Oh, I want to see it later. I'm not a first adopter of anything. I'm gonna let you guys figure out what's wrong. We have wrong Tom with here friends. at the microphone. I don't have it yet. I don't have it yet. It's at home. It's in yeah, Kansas City. But, like but Ricky has
1: it. Oh, Ricky Burton has it. Okay. I th-
2: I think part this is of Tom it
0: Fox,
1: by, be, by the way.
2: Hi. I think part of it might be is that already the pre-orders went on sale Friday. I ordered mine pre-ordered like online. Kind of the idea. I'm not waiting in a line uh friday and i've not heard a thing other than we've received your order we'll be in contact soon Mm -hmm. by the time monday came around they were saying three to four weeks so i think maybe some of these people that kind of were a little slow they i'm not waiting three to four weeks i'll just play line roulette on friday Mm. i mean even at fashion show mall here uh, yesterday afternoon, they had a snaking line. And that was what, you know, fr- not Friday, but Saturday. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, I mean, you know, I was jealous because like I saw Ricky's phone, I don't have a phone. I'm like using a Blackberry and I'm like going, yeah, it's fine, but it's no iPhone. Sure. And there's no podcasting app that's worse than anything. But I mean, you know, so it was kind of like, yeah, that's kind of tempting. Hmm. because they're leaving with phones. They had phones there yesterday afternoon. Yeah. Hmm. So, I mean, so that might be part of the life. Bye, large, Luke Miller. <laughs> yeah, bye,
1: Luke. Bye, Roman. <laughs> oh, good. Now we can talk shit on them. <laughs> um, okay, what's but what's the, going on? The, but in... No, wait. Hold on. The second part of your story. Look. uh It's one of these... So, the remember, the second part of your story where they delivered food to these people yeah. in line. Uh, you know, the problem is with people, not just in San Francisco, but with the far, 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 far left, is they always see the world through a sense of lack. That there's a lack. That if you give to one person, then you're taking away from another. And the point is, Chase is just trying to drum up business. They're giving food to these people online. I think it's stupid. Don't get me wrong. I think it's stupid. But I don't think that necessarily results in a lack of what's given to the homeless. I think that they can, people can still give to the homeless. I think people... There are two separate issues. Anthony's gonna say something. What is Anthony gonna say?
4: It's not about the altruistic aspect of it. I think it's more of the disgusting capitalistic drum up business by doing something hmm. kind of weird, really.
0: I'd agree with Anthony. I think it also is kind of weird what he just said, and then you take that on top of the people that are standing in line on the same sidewalk where people were sleeping hours before and were kicked off so that these guys could stand in line to get their new devices. It just is like a weird image to have. Um, but I kind of brought that story up just because I love when people uh, protest something in San Francisco because you get so angry. Well,
1: this one's not as silly as other ones, you know, but um, it doesn't mean I necessarily agree, though. I think—I I mean I think it's one of these things where it 's not like the money that they that Chase spent on the people in line was going to go to homeless instead. It just would have gone into the coffers of chase manhattan bank i don 't think that the, i don 't think the two are mutually exclusive now you can come up, you can come down on Chase for not donating to the homeless. You can come down on Chase for doing X y z for kicking people out of their homes. Um, who can't pay their mortgage, who can't do that. But I don't think that these two, these are mutually exclusive and that, that money would have gone to, the, gone to the homeless. It just wouldn't have in the first place.
0: What's going on in, L- in L.A.? Any <laughs> new stories to tell us?
1: Yes, Mike Lawson. Um, an Orange County teacher opposed to cat dissections is suing Newport Harbor School. I mean, Newport makes a school district. Her name is Karen Coyne. She's a former English teacher at Newport Harbor High School. She's also a vegan and an animal rights activist. Mm. Um, She started the club Compassion and Action and it was kind of an animal rights club on campus. And her story is that when she's, even though she's an English teacher, when she started protesting about people dissecting animals in science class, her claim is that the administration um, transferred her against her will and sort of shut her out and so what she's suing for is a year of benefits and salary equal to 84 thousand
0: dollars and i wanted to know your thoughts on that mike lawson go ahead and anybody who might have a thought in here too i'd be happy or i'd be interested in hearing it it's interesting because like if you're i mean that dissecting has been part of her job i would assume for well no she's an english teacher oh so she wasn't protesting and not doing that no. part of her job. No, and, her, and
1: one is, of her big complaints is, uh, I like, get. Yeah, I mean, we don't, I don't know if this is true, her claim is that the school that, they're, that the school is supposed to, by California code, offer alternatives to students who don't want to do it, and that that fell on deaf ears when she brought it up to the school district.
0: Interesting. Anybody science-related background here comes in Kathy, here? Taffy,
1: oh girl. Anybody who maybe works? She is bringing it. Taffy Carlisle Huffington from Pod
0: is my co-pilot. Give it up for her, please. What are your well, thoughts, Miss Taffy?
5: As someone who works for a school system, okay. um, technically, at least in our state, you have to offer a virtual dissection. It's a completely different section that they have in the science curriculum for biology and for um, zoology majors. Even in high school and junior high, they have to be able to do it virtually. Dissection is one of the biggest arguments in most schools with parents and students and teachers. It's also one of the things that is the one thing that kids love to do the most because it's hands-on, it's very, you know, right there. It's, very, it's a great manipulative. A lot of people protest it. The kids all love it. <laughs> I mean, you might have one or two children that usually it's because a parent has said they've expressed their views that they are against it, and for the most part, 98% of the kids love it. 50/50 on the parents. It's. I think it's needed. I remember we dissected, we dissected a horse.
1: Oh, ooh, what the <laughs> we hell? We started
5: off with the earthworm, we went to the frog, we went to a cat, we went to a suckling pig, and went to a class of where the whole class did a horse. And it's one of the things I remember the most about being in high school was our amazing chemistry lab that had all these animals that you were allowed to dissect. They don't kill the animals, they're properly handled. They're, you know, it's not like someone's going out to a farm and you know, jerking a horse off the farm. But it's it's a really, really important part, especially of a science curriculum, science which is suffering. Sure. You know, science which is all over, certain schools want to teach certain kinds of science and not, te- you know, they want to skip over chapters in science, evolution, but um, you know, I think this particular thing, I think it's, yeah. if you're an English teacher, first off, you, the head of your department should have stopped that right there. Yeah. The head of the science department should have stepped in and went, stop. Mm-hmm. But. The fact that she's suing because they moved her over. No, the, well, I, that's the other thing. Do I you work for
1: a school district? I mean, I'm not. Let's say that. Let's say privately, they know she's a problem. Right. Could I have friends who are high school teachers in that district? Mm-hmm. Couldn't they theoretically just move her for whatever reason they want? How can it be difficult I mean, well, to prove? It, it
5: depends if she. I mean, if she is contractually obligated with a high school level, what they would call tenure, they would have to give her a six-month notice. I'm going strictly by our yeah, states. Yeah. They would have to give her six months' notice unless there had been a problem with a parent or I mean if she had been very vocal and she had parents arguing about her they could they could move her within two weeks yeah the fact that she has a job though and she's trying to sue for her salary I would think that's a real fine line because they didn't fire her I mean she's technically still still working for them she's still making money she's still teaching she's still in whatever county school system it is Mm -hmm. I would find that hard to believe
0: I don't disagree with anything you guys just said but then just to take it back a step and maybe play devil's advocate. Is it not okay, though, for her as a vegan uh, person that cares a lot about animal rights to start a student group for a student to have No, not at all.
5: And in fact, I would think that that would be encouraged by the school system, especially in California where it's a little more, you know, I'm from a county that perhaps is a little more conservative with their public schools. But I would think that they would encourage that as an alternative if they offer a computer-based alternative for that. I would think that would be encouraged, especially, you know, a student club or so whatever. So the
0: story doesn't really say what her protest was, right? Right, so that, like,
5: that was my question, is was her protest with the dissection?
0: It seems to be from the article that her protest
1: was, it's kind of vague on this, but that she was opposed to the fact that they didn't offer an alternative. Which well, a, and,
5: and technically they should.
1: Yeah, but I don't know if that's true or not, um, but she's saying that they did not.
5: I've never heard of a school from I know this, K through yeah. 12 that doesn't offer a computer program, at least specifically for cats, pigs, or frogs. Yeah,
1: I know this school district really well. I find that hard to believe as we well. We
0: did a, when I was in high school, we did a shark, but it was like one, it was like maybe this big, mm-hmm. uh, maybe four how many feet is this? Two feet? Three feet? Mm,
1: one mic penis.
5: Size always lie about size, come on.
0: <laughs> it wasn't that large, um, and we did one, so the whole class kind of gathered around as we dissected. Did you ever dissect
5: anything, Joey? We
1: dissected a cat, and um, it was gross. It sounds gross.
5: Well, it, it, I mean, you know, when you think of dissection, you think of it being red and bloody and right, it's right, not right. that at all. Everything is pretty much gray mm-hmm, and you're mm-hmm. looking strictly at a nervous system and a circulatory system and, you know, the muscular system. You're looking at the systems and how they relate to, it's really cause and effect. If you move this bone, this yeah. muscle moves this joint and it's really, it's a manipulative of learning visually.
4: Right. Can oh, I just say I was there in advanced gone. biology so I had to dissect a frog, an earthworm, something that I split in half and it became two, and uh, a a fetal pig, and um, that still haunts me a little. I'm not gonna lie to you. The frog, like if you've ever cut open a frog, a lot of macaroni and cheese it looks like it's inside of there. I have a hard time eating macaroni and cheese sometimes because that's what the fat cells on a frog look like. And you know, the fetal pig, I don't know, if I had to do a cat, I would have done that scene from E.T. where you just let them all go.
5: Well, and I think I think that that's valid is, especially now you have, you know, children are probably a little more sensitive to those type of things, and there there should be curriculum-based alternative. But I think that the curriculum-based alternative is the word. You can't change every curriculum for every child and for every family view, mm-hmm. and as long as it is a state-subsidized school that offers a biology curriculum, that's part of it. If they have an alternative, that's great, but that's also, you know, that's like someone saying, well, you know, I don't really believe in math. Right. <laughs> so sure. I think we should have an all. We should use an everyone should have an abacus instead of a calculator, because I don't really right. I'm Wendy and I don't believe in technology or you know <laughs> Wendy, you
1: don't believe in technology?
5: Not Wendy. Who was oh. to, no not he no, Joe doesn't believe in technology. Is that the one? I believe the exact phrase was, okay, Google. <laughs> define Luddite. Luddite, a member of any of the bands of English workers who destroyed machinery, especially in cotton and wool and milk that they believed was threatening their jobs, 1811 to 16.
0: This isn't the library's is open. We actually have content. So yeah, this isn't we're dubious. Good. And we're good, Daniel.
5: <laughs> this isn't dubious <laughs> intent plus. No, that's, I, I think that, again, yeah. you can't change the curriculum for every sensitivity, but I think you can have an alternative for specific sensitivities, specifically this one. Awesome. Thank you for your expertise
0: on that. What else is going on in the Bay Area, Mike? What's up? Oh, Wait,
1: so oh, I just wanted to give advice for anyone who ever wants to get out of dissection. If any younger listeners are around, you could do what I did, which was choose a very dumb lab partner who doesn't want to do any of the paper
0: side of things, and you can make them do it all. That's what I oh. did. Oh, well, there you that's go. That's one piece of advice. There
1: you go. Yeah. The more you know, <laughs> Mike. We have a
0: few more minutes left, and I want to tell you about this dude who. Um, allegedly taped, he's a professor, he, mm-hmm. he's a professor of accounting yeah. um, in San Francisco, um, and allegedly he's taped over 180 videos of people urinating at his own home. Sure. Um, he had a little hidden camera in his bathroom that he hid inside a tissue, like a Kleenex box. And he had a big house party where he had a bunch of his students come over. Um, one of the students saw the saw something hanging out of the Kleenex box, box, so he investigated, and dude's under arrest now, um, when they actually went to arrest him, so somebody at the party confronted him, everybody left, when the police yeah, actually- bummer party, fire, dude. When the police showed up at the house, uh, they found him um, in a depressed state, there was also a suicide note, but, um, so my question is to you, Joe. Does it turn you on to see people urinate?
1: Yes, it does. In fact, here's a weird thing. Remember when you used to download porn on, like, uh, LimeWire or Napster no, and stuff I like that? No, I never
0: used LimeWire or Napster for uh, porn.
1: Okay, when you used to download it on torrent sites, one of the unreliable things about it was it would say, like, two hot guys get it on on a motorcycle, but you would download it. It be completely something else. I don't know what the joy was in giving you the wrong porn. And I remember I, I downloaded something like that. It was, like, two hot college guys get it on or who knows what it is, right? And when I watched it, it was actually a, a home movie of two, I would say college age, maybe older in their 20s guys. One of them was holding the camera at a party and it just followed them going, to, going through the party and it's clearly amateur and then they go to this bathroom and they start peeing. They both pee in the toilet at the same time and then they cross streams and they were laughing because they were drunk and they peed on each other. And that's the whole video. Right? They just peed on each other. And no that sex. Was, no sec, that was it. Mike, let me tell you something. I masturbated to this video so many times.
3: <laughs>
1: it was so hot. I don't know why, I never knew watching two guys pee on each other was so hot.
0: Is this something then that you've searched out since then? Like, do you... You're
1: you such a dick, you know what you're getting at. I love that.
0: I don't know what...
3: <laughs> you love that Joe <laughs> masturbated to a pissing video? No, I love pissing videos. I'm not providing content. I know we've got kind of, I going to shut up now. But you, wait, you. One second. I know last year you talked about Adam's melon video.
4: If you go to the same site on Xtube, there is an Adam Burns pissing video. Oh, really? Nice. Okay. Um, I think if for those listening who want to see Adam
1: Burns fucking a melon or pissing, you got to go to the Adam and Maddie show on Xtube.com. Adam and Maddie's show. So
0: my question, Joe, is have you then... I know where
1: you're getting at. Okay. Uh, uh, what? Uh, I'm here fooling no one. Uh, years ago, I dated a guy who um, basically it turned out he liked for me to pee on him. Yeah. And I was happy to oblige. I don't mind peeing on somebody.
0: That, I, I was not going there. I was actually By asking... By the way, he's the
1: first violinist of a major orchestra. Go on.
0: I was asking if you have ever, like, searched for... Piss porn since no 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 no, no 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 I've not I've not
1: searched for because p- you know the problem with piss porn is it's rarely <laughs> ever hot guys or it's always weird or it takes it takes it to another level if it was just guys peeing on each other I'd be super into it but it's never going there Donna Sugars everyone the wonderful hostess from Pride48.com
6: not that I'm saying that I'm an expert or anything in these kind of videos, <laughs> but I've noticed lately that all the best ones are with those Czech boys, and that's not fun. You know what? I'm going to tell you something. I need to speak English. Thank
1: you. Donna, I'm in the same boat as you are. Yeah. I hear a fucking French they're accent. They're handsome men, they're though, They're handsome. Though, right? I'm not saying they're not No, but you know, right? pretty, no I'm asking. But I want to
6: hear They're Gorgeous. gorgeous. I want to hear them speaking English, so like, I want some dialogue. I want to I want plot. I want to read. Why are you just peeing on Yeah, me? they
1: smile weird, too. They, they smile like you it's
6: stung by a jellyfish. They smile like this. Can't you
0: create that in your head? And no. Then, mm. it's pornography.
1: No, there's that, no such
6: thing as fantasy. You know, I'm gonna
1: tell you. I'm into this cocky boys, and I'm not gonna lie. Coffee? There's this cocky boys. There's the, this one wo- the, the one no, in the woods. No. Yeah, that's a good one. But there's a guy Max. A Max Ryder is one of the porn stars. I'm in love with him, and he has a porn where the, he they, they shared him with Bellamy, and it's all these Czech guys fucking him. Can't watch it. No, I, I no. just know they don't speak English, and I no. can't get into it. I can't. I want check America Hunter. for my
6: gay boy.: I want Czech Hunter, but in America. Yeah, exactly. The you know, I, girl, I, don't I know you why, why do they page. need to speak English?
3: Don't They're dream not speaking. It.
1: What the fuck do you care, man? What the fuck do you care?
3: Uh, you have to, what do you have to say? Oh, wait a minute. Excuse me.
1: Oh, is that, are you a member of Thunder from Down Under? Why, yes, I am. Thank you. What is a thunder from down
3: under doing producing our show? By the way, three minutes. Thank you. But
0: Donna, Joe, maybe don't dream it, be it. Like, if this is something you want, why don't you guys start this? Or look at your phone. Nah, I'd rather
1: just just look at porn, I'll be honest (laughs) with you. Mike Lawson. What else is going on in L.A., Joey? In Pasadena, they've started repurposing some parking meters to collect change... For the homeless. And some people are very upset about that because they, because you know, there are people who like it because they're saying you can give money to the homeless, it will go to home organizations that help homeless people. You know for a fact it's not going to go to homeless people. Well, not going to go directly to them. The logic being if you want to make sure they don't buy alcohol or drugs, that it goes for them, it goes there. Homeless people advocates are saying, no, it should go directly to homeless people, not into these organizations, because you don't know how they're spending their money. Mike, as a resident of San Francisco, what are your thoughts on
0: that in two minutes or under? I feel like you might be baiting me, but I feel like nobody tells you how to spend your money, so if they want to buy alcohol or whatever with their money, like it's really none of our business what they do with their money. If they're performing, for example, on the street, and I give them cash, then that's cool. But I also feel like if... The, there's a debate that you and I have had before about nonprofits and um, people saying that salary should not be covered. Like when I donate to no, a No, they don't
1: say salary should not be covered, but there are certain organizations, I won't name names, who the majority of their funding, like 80%, 60% to 80% goes to administrative costs. There's some way, it, it, it's a lot better when it's like, 15, 20, 30, even 40% is administrative. That makes sense. But it's when the organization is spending the bulk of its money and very little of it goes to what they purport to be den- donated to. the I don't, I don't
0: know many nonprofits that are that way, but it creates a world where There's nonprofits... One, there are two very big words. It creates a world where nonprofits want to say that 80% of every dollar you donate goes directly to services, which is cool, but then they pay people shit. And then people that want to get paid well end up going other places and it's hard for those nonprofits to survive. Really
1: quickly, I'm actually closely aligned to you, but one of the things I would say is you don't have to put money in the homeless thing. If you want to give it directly to the homeless person, give it to the homeless person. Sure. What city was that in? Pasadena, California. Cool. Anything else, Joey? We have um, you about know, 40 seconds left. Yeah.
0: Anything else you want to
1: say? I just want to say I've had an amazing time in Las Vegas. I've had an amazing time hanging out with everybody here. And I've had an amazing time, Mike, hanging out with you. Know, Mike. I have a gay cousin, Richard. He's a week younger than me and gay. And he, goes, he says, is, is Mike being nice to you? And I go, he's always nice to me in person. And you are. I've had a lovely time with you.
2: Let's give it up for What Some Would Call Lies, everybody. Oh, wait, no, that's not what that was. That was Catching Up with Joe and Mike.